aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Joey Logano gets a fender alongside that loses the back into the car. Checkered flag in the air and Martin Truex Jr. wins. It, it really has been a competitive tsunami for JGR and Penske because they hit it right at the start of this season. Jimmy Johnson wins at Homestead. Society has something in it that they, they have to pick the best or who, who's the greatest ever or, you know there has to be a winner in some respect nascar live is brought to you by hercules tires right on our screen from the motor racing network studios in concord north carolina here is your host mike bagley hello everybody welcome to another edition of nascar live here on the motor racing network mike bagley and the mrn crew here with you coming off of a great racing weekend at richmond raceway the toyota owners 400 the weekend that leads us into our first off weekend of the year. Coming up, we're going to look back at the first nine races of the season and see how we landed where we are right now. MRN expert analyst Dave Moody, Woody Kane, and Steve Post are going to break down the storylines of the year and where the teams are at this point of the season. If you tuned in to NASCAR Live Race Day Saturday night at Richmond, you heard part of our face-to-face -face interview with Jimmy Johnson. You will hear the rest of that interview on today's show. Also, with the new season of Game of Thrones starting this week, we've asked some drivers if they're looking forward to the new season. You'll hear some of their responses on the show. We'll preview the latest episode of MRN Presents, The Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 years and still trucking. Plus, we've got this week in NASCAR history and a whole lot more. But to get us started this week, we bring in the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Kyle Rickey, with the latest in NASCAR headlines. Kyle, what do you have for us? Mike, the first off weekend for NASCAR is upon us allowing teams to regroup for the busy spring and summer stretch that lies ahead. Eight races into the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series season, and Joe Gibbs Racing has won five of them. Kyle Busch has three wins, Denny Hamlin has two, and Martin Truex Jr. scored his first win with the team last Saturday night in Richmond. Team owner Joe Gibbs says that the early success is great, they can't get comfortable on top. I, I think that's the reason why you need to enjoy it in pro sports because you know it's not going <laughs> to, odds are, this ain't going to keep happening. But we, we, there are times when teams get on a run and a roll, and I appreciate our guys and certainly getting Cole and Martin on board with a win is a huge deal for us, and I know it's a huge deal for Toyota. But I also know it's very hard in pro sports to stay up there. And we're just getting going in the season, but we're going to work hard at it, but it's a hard thing to do. Even with two wins, Denny Hamlin says it's still too early to say anyone is favored to win this year's title. Yeah, it's just too early. I think that uh, you really need to, you know, get into the summer months and, you know, it allows some of these teams to really make adjustments. I mean, I think we've seen really even from the West Coast swing. The um, Hendrick cars in particular have made some pretty good strides. The only other team to have victories this year is Team Penske, scoring two wins with Brad Keselowski and one win with Joey Logano. The NASCAR Xfinity Series is also off this weekend. Cole Custer won last Friday night in Richmond to score his second win of the season. 
an early favorite for this year's Xfinity Championship, and he anticipates his results to improve as the season continues with his Stuart Haas racing team. You know, we've always had speed. I mean, everywhere we've gone so far, it's just a matter of we get better as the race goes on when we make adjustments. And when we come back for the second time, we're going to even be even better. So it's just we have the speed right now. I think we can get even better. But I think uh, we're definitely we're we're doing things right at this moment. The series next races in 10 days at the Talladega Super Speedway, part of a busy triple header weekend of racing in Talladega with the Arca Menard Series and the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll look back on the first nine races of the 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series season. And later, we'll have our AutoZone Driver of the Week, Jimmy Johnson. Seeing your check engine light come on can be seriously frustrating, but the cause isn't always something serious. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. G'day, America. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right. Outback Delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre-cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game-day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse. Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. We'll take you through the first nine races of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series season next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Hey guys, it's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you. Christopher Bell. I've flipped people off before, and every time I've stuck my hand out the side of the car with my finger up, I've DNF. We literally crack open the mics and talk to some of the biggest stories in open wheel racing from past and present. Ryan Newman is in. He either chose to fight or not fight, and he never chose to fight with me. <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast, available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. This weekend, all three of NASCAR's top divisions are taking time off. So, to recap how we got to where we are this season, Here's our Fred Armstrong. The 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series season opened in early February with Daytona 500 pole qualifying. After an unusually dry 2018 season, in which Chase Elliott was the only Hendrick Motorsports driver to win a race, the Hendrick cars were fast in Daytona 500 qualifying. We know that William Byron will be on the front row, 21-year-old driver. Will it be the pole or outside pole? 25-year-old driver from Tucson, Arizona, Alex Bowman through the trial, back to the line. Is it good enough? No, Alex Bowman will go in second, and William Byron will win the pole for the great American race. Byron is on the pole in the Exalta Chevrolet and new crew chief, Chad Knauss. They are number one at Daytona. Hendrick Motorsports drivers William Byron and Alex Bowman had locked up the top two starting spots for the Daytona 500. The rest would be decided the following Thursday. Later that day, under the threat of rain, a field of 20 Cup Series All-Stars drove in the 41st Clash at Daytona, a preseason exhibition race. Paul Menard started on the pole and led most of the way. He has now led more laps here at a Clash, 41 of them 
than any other driver. The question is, Dave, can he lead the final 20? Well, he's certainly hoping so, and a lot of Wood Brothers racing fans are hoping so as well. But Jimmy Johnson in the rearview mirror, the Bush Brothers and Joey Logano have got other ideas. Got some tough customers lined up behind him, but so far, so good. Here comes Johnson. Oh, they get together. Menard and Johnson get together. Menard hard into the wall. The entire pack is going to crash with the exception of four cars that make it through. Under caution, heavy rain started to fall, and it didn't take long for NASCAR officials to make a call. This race has officially been called because of the heavy rains over the Daytona International Speedway. That means Jimmy Johnson has won the Advanced Auto Parts Clash, his second career win in the Clash. Winston Kelly. And with Jimmy Johnson understanding the race has just been called. So first of all, congratulations, third time winning the Clash. Yeah, this is great to have all 400 cars qualify one through four, us in third with the Ally Chevy. And then have a very competitive race here today. Um, I wish we could get in the full distance, but obviously the weather isn't cooperating. After taking three days off, the Cup Series stars were back to set the full starting lineup for the Daytona 500 with two Gander RV Duel at Daytona qualifying races. As he did in the Clash, Paul Menard showed promise in dual race number one. Racing back to the checkered flag right now. It's all Kevin Harvick. You got Menard downstairs. Stenhouse topside. Too late, too little. Won't matter. Kevin Harvick across the line, and he will pick up the checkered flag. And a dramatic last lap pass set up Joey Logano for victory in the second duel. Joey Logano for the final time off turn four. Saving the best for last. Logano making a bold pass. Now can he hold everybody off at the start-finish line? Boy, with one more run, it will come up short, and Joey Logano on a last lap pass has picked up the win here in the Gander RV Duel number two at Daytona. And with that, the starting lineup was set for that Sunday's season opening race. The run for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup began with Motor Racing Network's 50th Daytona 500 broadcast. 101,000 are on their feet and waiting for the green flag. It is out up front. It is William Byron. It is Alex Bowman. The 61st running of the Great American Race is underway, and they're headed to one. Kyle Busch won the first stage, and Ryan Blaney took the second. As the race wore on, it became a matter of survival, as big crashes left only a few contenders to run in the final lap. Trouble turn three, Kyle Larson, down goes a tire, around goes Larson. Trouble off turn four, a solo car spin at the end of the pack and will spin out of my view onto the front straightaway, it's Brad Kislev. Kyle Busch goes to the lead and DiBenedetto is around, a multi-car pileup as cars crash and collide, flames and sparks, Martin Truex Jr. It'll be Clint Boyer to the bottom, whoa and he gets turned, right in front of Chase Elliott, William Byron gets it, slamming in is McMurray, He'll go to the bottom of the racetrack. On the final restart, Kyle Busch led, but gave the top lane to Denny Hamlin. Off turn four for the final time. Denny Hamlin's trying to block all lanes. He's to the outside, to the inside, to the checkered flag. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. The victory was an emotional one for Hamlin, and he dedicated it to his former boss, J.D. Gibbs, who died from Parkinson's disease a month before. To have his whole family here is Super special to me. It's hard for me not getting choked up because I've been choked up about a hundred times about it. But just to have you know Melissa and all the kids here is just great, and Joe and his whole family for everything they've done for my career, and and uh, bring them back to victory lane again. It's just amazing. Denny's Joe Gibbs Racing teammates Kyle Busch and Eric Jones finished second and third. The following Sunday's race in Atlanta would be the first test for NASCAR's new high downforce aerodynamic rules package, which was aimed at bunching up the cars and increasing side-by-side -side racing. Brad Keselowski had been fighting flu-like symptoms all weekend, but powered through to win his first race of the year. Winning the first race whenever there's a major rules change, it means something to me personally, uh, because when you look at kind of the elite race car drivers over the years, being able to win with in multiple disciplines, especially NASCAR, is really what sets them apart. So there, there's no, you know, maybe clearer mark uh, than when there's rule changes as significant as this year. Keselowski's victory marked the first time a Ford Mustang won a Cup Series race. Martin Truex Jr. finished second. Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick, and Clint Boyer also scored top five finishes. Week three of the 2019 season marked the start of NASCAR Goes West, a three-race tour through the southwestern corner of America. 
Stop one was at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, where Team Penske's early hold on NASCAR's new rules package continued. Reigning champ Joey Logano was third in stage one, won stage two, and led the field to the checkered flag, winning his first of the season. I tell you what, what an entertaining race. Uh, it proves that you don't need crashes to have a good race. Uh, everyone was... Uh, you know, aggressive and, and able to make big moves and, and, and keep things really exciting for the, for the fans. So if you're a NASCAR fan, you don't like that. I don't know what to tell you. We've got more of our season recap coming up next. And later, MRN expert analysts will be in to talk about this year's storylines. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. The family with the 8-foot stainless grill is in. Bachelorettes hooting at the drivers are in. The tightwad dad doing a free parking fist bump. Oh, yeah. He's in. Nana with six speeding tickets. She's in. Cornhole aficionados and NASCAR newbies in and in. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Kansas Speedway. Saturday, May 11th, under the lights. Tickets at kansasspeedway.com. You in? Congratulations to Martin Truex Jr. and his pit crew for the win in Richmond on Saturday night. They are the Whelan Trusted to Perform Pit Crew of the Week. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? Ninety-two thousand dollars ouch the irs left no room for jake to breathe they put a lien on my house took all the money out of my bank account took money out of my paychecks so it was a nightmare he needed help fast i figured that all these companies were the same until i called federal tax management you could just tell they knew what they were talking about right then and there i felt like i had some hope stop the liens levies and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special irs programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt so how did it go for jake they did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Earlier, we left off our season recap at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Let's pick back up with the running of the Ticket Guardian 500 at ISM Raceway. In Phoenix the following week, Las Vegas native Kyle Busch was closing in on his 200th victory in NASCAR's top three series. Kyle's Xfinity Series win in Phoenix marked his 198th, and he'd go for the weekend sweep in Sunday's Ticket Guardian 500 at ISM Raceway. Looking for the green flag, and it is in the air, and we are underway on the inside. Ryan Blaney on the outside is Chase Elliott. Right behind them, two Toyotas, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. Pole sitter Ryan Blaney won the first stage, while Kyle Busch took the second. Late in the running, it was still Blaney and Bush up front. This may be the move of the race. Downstairs now, Kyle Bush leaning on Ryan Blaney as they head back to turn one. Ryan Blaney not willing at all to give up the lead. He's fighting hard on the outside. This time, Bush goes down to the apron. He's got a hood out in front off turn two. Now it's Ryan Blaney with that high side momentum off of turn number two, but can he make it stick against Kyle Bush to the bottom? They're still side by side. Kyle Bush on the bottom of the racetrack. Ryan Blaney gives up the lead. Now Blaney tries to cross over. Can't make it stick. Kyle Busch leads with 15 laps to go. And Kyle never looked back. For the 52nd time in his career, Kyle Busch is going to victory lane as he picks up the win in the Ticket Guardian 500 at ISM Raceway. The 199th NASCAR victory for Kyle Busch. Martin Truex Jr. came home second with Ryan Blaney, Eric Almarola, and Denny Hamlin in the top five. 
As NASCAR's West Coast run wrapped up in Southern California, all the talk was about when Kyle Busch would earn his record-tying 200th NASCAR victory. He missed the opportunity to do it in Saturday's Xfinity Series race at the Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. But Sunday's Auto Club 400 Cup Series race gave him another shot. Kyle started fourth and won the first two stages. But during the stage two break. Well, if you think Kyle Busch has been the dominant car all day long and his pit crew's done a great job, well, that's true up until now. Busted for speeding, Kyle Busch and his Joe Gibbs Racing teammate, Denny Hamlin. Both of them will have to restart at the back of the field. Brad Keselowski led for nearly 40 laps until. A great run for Kyle Busch from third to first to the back straightaway. All the way back to the top spot is Kyle Busch. Team Penske and Joe Gibbs racing the best two teams of the season so far and they occupy the top three positions. And once he was out front, his domination of the race continued. For the 52nd time in his career, Kyle Busch is going to victory lane as he picks up the win in the ticket guarding 500 at ISM Raceway. Are you one who looks at the numbers other than when we tell you about them? Other than when you tell me about them, and you're the best one at it, Winston. So uh, it's obviously just uh, something that I don't necessarily pay attention to as long as you're successful and doing a good job and doing your job about what you know how to do. And you're winning those races, you're going to be uh, eclipsing a lot of milestones. And certainly it's been pretty awesome thus far. From May of 2004 to today in March of 2019, 200 wins. I know there's a lot more. Enjoy another one. Absolutely. Thank you very much. After crossing the country to Southern Virginia, Kyle Busch hoped to notch another victory at a track where he'd won last fall, the Half Mile Martinsville Speedway. The battle for supremacy between Joe Gibbs Racing and Team Penske continued as Penske driver Joey Logano won the top starting spot. But once the race was on, Joey's teammate Brad Keselowski quickly assumed the lead and never looked back, sweeping all three stages and leading 446 of the race's 500 laps. It's mathematically possible to have a more dominant afternoon than Brad Keselowski has had here at Martinsville, but it's not easy. A dominant day about to pay off. One last run by Chase Elliott, not gonna get there. Here comes Keselowski. It is total domination for Brad Keselowski. He comes off turn number four. He will see the checkered flag and he will win the STP 500. These are the days you dream of as a race car driver to, to you know lead the most laps and kind of dominate but I thought Chase was really fast and, and definitely a little better than we were on the short run and uh, just had to do some adjustments uh, on the car, adjustments with my line and uh, got where we needed to be. Chase Elliott finished second, followed by Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin. Through six races, all had been won by either Joe Gibbs Racing or Team Penske drivers. And as the series returned to the heart of Texas, the trend continued. Although Hendrick Motorsports drivers won the top three starting spots, it was Team Penske's Joey Logano who won stage one of the race and Gibbs's Denny Hamlin who took stage two. Denny Hamlin was clearly the dominant driver but had to come back from two pit road penalties in race, one for speeding and the other for an uncontrolled tire during a pit stop. In the end though, Denny was good enough and went on to win his second race of the year. I was just beating my head against the steering wheel thinking, man, we're gonna finish bad with a really fast car. And we just kept digging and Chris kept doing a good job on encouraging us that we had a long way to go. And we kept passing cars and passing cars. And we just uh, were, were fast enough to overcome uh, everything that you know kind of got thrown at us. Stuart Haas Racing's Clint Boyer and Daniel Suarez finished second and third with Gibbs's Eric Jones riding fourth and Hendrick Motorsports driver Jimmy Johnson coming home fifth. After a high-speed detour to Texas, it was back to short track racing as the Cup Series rolled into Bristol Motor Speedway. Chase Elliott won the top starting spot, a second straight pole for Hendrick Motorsports drivers. But he never factored into the race as Ty Dillon won stage one and Joey Logano took stage two. Over the second half of the Food City 500, the three Team Penske drivers were best. Then leader Joey Logano and his two Team Penske teammates pitted under caution with 22 laps remaining, handing the lead over to Kyle Busch, who stayed out. On the restart, Kyle faced a brief challenge from his brother Kurt, but stayed out front until the checkered flag, earning his third win of the season. We can definitely still get better. We've got some room to grow. Um, our cars have been okay and, and pretty decent, um, but certainly, um, you know, when you go back and look at some things on how good it is, there's, there's work to be done. The victory was Kyle's eighth at Bristol, 
and the 54th of his Cup Series career. Kurt Busch finished second with Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, and Denny Hamlin also in the top five. The short track stint of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series schedule wrapped up at Richmond Raceway with a Toyota Owners 400. After qualifying, eight cars failed post-inspection, resulting in their time being disallowed for the event. Names like Denny Hamlin, Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, and others were sent to the back to start the race. As the sun set on the Virginia horizon, Kevin Harvick led the field to the green. For the 126th time here at Richmond Raceway, the green flag is in the air and we are underway. It didn't take long for Kyle Busch to take the lead. Harvick up the racetrack, Kyle Busch down low, they're wheel to wheel for the lead. Exiting turn number four, Kyle Busch gets a fender out in front, he'll clear Kevin Harvick and put it down lap 31. Kyle Busch, the new race leader. During the third caution of the event, NASCAR slapped a speeding penalty on Kyle Busch, sending him from the lead to 25th place. Kyle Busch was busted for speeding on pit road. The new race leader in a Toyota Camry's Martin Truex Jr. In the closing laps, it came down to Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, and Clint Boyer. Truex held off Joey to the checkers to capture his first career short track victory and his first for the 2019 season. This is for all the marbles tonight at Richmond Raceway. Logano looks to the high side of the racetrack. Nothing there. Here's Logano. One final time at the end of the backstretch. Truex throws the block. Logano looks topside. Logano now trying to wedge his way under him. He does the crossover. Joey Logano gets a fender alongside but loses the back into the car. Checkered flag in the air. And Martin Truex Jr. wins the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond Raceway. This weekend, NASCAR's top three divisions are taking time off for the Easter holiday. The engines will fire again April 26th at the Talladega Super Speedway as teams prepare for the Geico 500. Thank you, Fred. The race at Talladega is always an exciting one. We can't wait to get to Alabama next weekend. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll bring in Dave Moody, Woody Kane, and Steve Post to talk about their observations of the season. And later, Jimmy Johnson joins us. This is one of the greatest days of racing. A picturesque setting for a racetrack, one of the best that we go to throughout the course of the year. You know when you come here, you're probably going to see things happen that you will not see anyplace else. Oh, my goodness. Campgrounds are full. The fans are filing into their seats, and we are just about ready to get things going. Awesome to hear this place is sold out once again this year. It's going to be an exciting one here today. Plan your weekend at a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race today by visiting NASCAR.com slash tickets. MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's Classic Races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider. He did, he did touch. No, he knocked the hell out of me. Folks, next week, it's Procore Week on MRN. All week long, we'll be getting you ready for racing at Talladega. Coming up next, MRN expert analysts will break down the season so far. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wings Nation, your go-to for Wings Sprint Car Talk, news and information. Find all the episodes of Wing Nation on your favorite podcast platforms. Steve Post, Ashley Stremme, and Aaron Evernham. Go in-depth with the race winners and personalities from dirt tracks all across America. Like Winged Nation on Facebook. Follow Wing Nation on Twitter. You'll get stories and information and live broadcasts of Wing Nation shows from some of the top dirt tracks in the nation. Winged Nation, your home for Wings Sprint Cars. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks again for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Now that we've refreshed your memory on the 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series season, 
We bring in some of MRN's finest with turn announcer Dave Moody, pit reporter Steve Post, and host of NASCAR Today, Woody Kane. Okay, Bagman, thanks. We thought with the Easter break coming, no racing this weekend, it might be a good time to take a deep breath and kind of assess what we've seen through the first nine races. There have been a lot of things happening, a lot of things still to be determined. But right off the bat, guys, the one thing that jumps out at me is the domination, the stranglehold on victory lane that Joe Gibbs Racing and Team Penske have. All nine races this year, the last two of last year, 11 straight trips to victory lane from those those two organizations. It is amazing, that is for sure. And the strength they show, not only winning races, but leading laps and running up front and finishing in the top five and in the top ten. Uh, there are a lot of times there's multiple Gibbs cars, multiple Penske cars running in the front. And Dave, I'm telling you, these teams, it's just impressive the way they came out with all the changes and everything. It, it, it doesn't seem like they've missed a beat. In fact, they may be performing better. It really has been a competitive tsunami for JGR and Penske because they're an outstanding race, two outstanding organizations that I think, uh, Postman and Woody, that, that have just, they hit it right at the start of this season. They took a brand new a brand new rules package, and in the case of Penske, a brand new race car, and they hit it smack dead on the nose, and then combined with that, They've take advantage, uh, taken advantage of some other organizations uh, that missed it a little bit, and they have just laid a whipping on it. Steve, with all the variables you mentioned, let's talk a little bit about the package. It's been different at different tracks because of what they're trying to accomplish, specifically enhancing the racing at intermediate or mile-and-a-half tracks. Do we know something about where we are? To me, wh what we've seen is when we went out west, those cars were already built. That was their best guess. When they came back to Texas, while some folks might say that wasn't a spectacular race, it was better for Texas after the repave, after they had a chance to build new stuff using what they'd learned. We live in a society, Woody, where everyone wants everything now. And so we're doing comparisons 20 laps into a run last year versus 20 mm -hmm. laps into a run at Texas. Look mm -hmm. what it looked like. And it was good or it was bad. The reality of this thing is, and, and, and we have the chance to spend a little time with the NASCAR folks, this is going to take a few more races before we get our arms around it. It's a larger body of work. You're right. The California, or the uh, Phoenix, California, Vegas races, those cars were built. So Texas was kind of the next phase. Then we'll go to Kansas. That's the next phase. Then we have All-Star and the Coca-Cola 600. So to me, those of the next phases but dave we our society wants the answer now and we want them 16 wide on fire coming back which was never the case by the way wait wait it wasn't it was never the case i mean <laughs> but but dave to me there's still uh, there, there's still a lot of data gathering by the teams but also by nascar and looking and reviewing these packages you're exactly right we we have no patience as a society <laughs> we stand in front of the mic microwave and scream hurry up because our soup isn't piping hot after 14 seconds. Yep. So based on that, no wonder we're not willing to wait for a new rule package. But here's the number, and, and we can all get lost in statistics, but here's the number that adds up to me, and I've been keeping track of it all, all season. The average margin of victory for all nine races this year, 0.94 seconds. The average mm. margin of victory a year ago at this time, 2.32 seconds. Wow, that's so, significant. So when you've cut it more than in half, l listen, I get it. They're not five wide under the checkers, you know, hair on fire, spinning and crashing and upside down. But when you've cut the average margin of victory by more than 50%, in just nine weeks, that seems to me like a step in the right direction. One of the other factors is something we mentioned earlier, Kyle Busch. Yeah. Okay, I mean, wheelbarrows, Kyle Busch mm -hmm. could stink up a race or two along the way, okay? And he is just on his game, and, and it doesn't matter what rules package we are. When you've got a guy that is on his game with a faster car in front, you know what? Old twisted sister, old mm -hmm. car of tomorrow, whatever Gen 6 is, whatever Gen 7 is, when a faster car and faster driver is leading – it doesn't matter what rules package we have. And I think I think we get lost in that sometimes, too. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I mean, he's so two weeks ago, Posty. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he was eight this week. I mean, give it up. What's Good wrong with that guy? He's over. Finished. It's yeah. over. He's yeah. only won 10 of the 17 races he's entered yeah. this year. And he's, on a, he's on a cold streak right now. He hasn't won in almost a week. And our next segment is Kyle Busch done. Yeah, we'll go there. Yeah. Uh, Good Dave, you mentioned a moment ago something interesting, I thought, with uh, talking about Ganassi and Hendrick with the Chevrolets. They are a little bit behind the other two manufacturers, and that kind of continues a little bit back to last year. What's up there? What do you think is going I on? Yeah, no, I, I wish I knew, and I'm sure they wish they knew. Now, is progress being made Yes, it is being made. Kurt Busch has been far and away, for my money, 
uh, the best, most consistent Chevrolet of the season. Yeah. But then you look at the other side of the Chip Ganassi camp. Kyle Larson is 19th in points right now yeah. and seems to be magnetically drawn to every safer barrier in the county. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just can't seem to, to figure out that package. And Kyle has always been the guy that wants to get up there and, and ride the wall and be an inch and a half from, from disaster at all times. I think it's pretty clear at this point after nine events that this new rule package is not conducive to guys going up there and flirting with disaster up high the way they used to. Rusty, you actually talked about this, Dave, on our Richmond broadcast, and and you think about uh, Kyle likes to hang it out, Mm -hmm. likes to put up next to the fence. One of the elements they added to this race car is that big spoiler on the back. Well, that just puts the back end right down in the garage, so mm-hmm. uh, right in the ground. So hanging it out for Kyle uh, Kyle Larson is not the case. On the other side of that, and and I agree with your assessment. Kurt's been Kurt's been pretty solid along the way. Kyle's been struggling uh, just just across the board. I looked up. I, I I think there's glimmers of hope with Hendrick. We've seen some really good qualifying, which means they found some speed somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. But I looked up in that Richmond race one time, and I think they were running 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. I looked mm-hmm. at the big uh, the ISM Vision screen, and they were all running together on the racetrack. And I looked, and they're like, they're just inside the top ten. So there's man. consistency at least. Yeah, yes, well, exactly. <laughs> but man, at least they're not all over the map. Well, yeah. but if they're all over the map, if one of them's in the top five, you at least know where you're going. I still, I just really sense that they're, they they don't have their arms around this thing at all. I, they're, they're they're still a a good team. They're not a great team at all. The way they're performing right now. At Richmond, we also saw another tweak to qualifying. They shortened the, <laughs> the segments to five minutes long. Are we done tweaking there, or do you think we'll see more? I've, I've been God, of the opinion so. that, that when we saw this first play out, it was kind of compelling watching these guys try and figure it out in real time. But people went nuts and lost their minds, and now we've gone to this, we've gone to that. I, I, I'm not sure. We're going we're gonna to see single-car qualifying previously planned at Talladega, but then will we see more, more change? I, I hope I, I hope they found something that works now. I thought, you know, shortening up the, the first and second rounds this past week eliminated, you know, a large percent, uh, percentage of the people yelling at their microwaves after 45 seconds. But I thought it was fascinating, guys, and I, and I don't know if you, you've cued in on this or not. The same drivers who spent so much time sitting on their hands in recent weeks not going out until the absolute last possible minute, and sometimes not even going out then, complained at Richmond that they had too little time to formulate and execute their strategy. <laughs> Wait a minute. What am, what am I missing oh, here? My God. These are the guys that sat for eight and a half minutes out of ten, now complaining that they didn't have time to make two or three qualifying runs in each round, which mm-hmm. they've never tried to do all season long. I and, just don't get it. And yeah. my frustration with it is this. Okay, it's called qualifying, but we're not qualifying. Everybody's in. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's technically arranging the field. Okay, yeah. and that's fine. It is what Maybe it is. Maybe we should just call it arranging. Uh, arranging. Anyhow, but it is what it is. But my gosh, the amount of negative energy that comes from arranging the field, mm-hmm. we end up spending the whole next week talking about, not talking about the race, not talking about the margin of victory, not talking about this driver. We, I don't know what the answer is. I hope they land on something because I am so tired of spending all of our energy mm-hmm. talking about something where we don't send anybody home. A guy can start in the back and still race his way forward. Yeah. But my gosh, the amount of uh, energy we put into something that is that is not not all that significant, at least in my opinion, as as is is frustrating to follow along with that. One we final take thing: our cues. We take our cues from our drivers, don't yes, we? Yes, you're yeah. right about that. They do. care about yeah. is what we. You're about. you're absolutely right. That's for sure. Solve the world's problems in ten minutes or less. What <laughs> That's what we do here. There you go, Mike. Thank you, gentlemen, for your insight on this year's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series season. Coming up next, we'll have this week's face-to-face interview with Jimmy Johnson, and later. We'll see what the drivers think about the brand new season of Game of Thrones. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon, you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna, it's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We go face-to-face with Jimmy Johnson next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. He is the envy of the racing world. I assumed that Ryan, Bubba, and Chase were all busy, and I was the next in the pecking order. <laughs> she goes way back. When did you meet? Seventh grade, sixth grade? No, ninth grade. That was a minute ago. And he just wants to be friends. Are we friends? No. It's the Sunday Money Podcast. Join Corey LaJoy, Daryl Mott, and Lauren Fox as they detail what it's like to live the racing lifestyle both on and off the track. Download and subscribe to Sunday Money on iTunes, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. It's butts and nuts jammed in there. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Working our way through this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you've joined us here on the Motor Racing Network. Last week on the show, we featured Jimmy Johnson as he prepared for the Boston Marathon. There was much more of that conversation between Woody Kane and old seven-time for this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Jimmy Johnson wins at Homestead and scores on history-making seventh championship. You've not been shy over the last couple of years about giving as good as you're getting a lot of the times. What what changed with that with you? Is it finally just like, okay, I'm just going to fire away? Yeah, I mean, I feel like my desire to take the high road is just, just me, and, and I, I'm not sure that maybe I let people see how hard I'm working or how hard the team's working or what challenges we might be dealing with. You know, I'm an optimistic guy and I have a certain interview style and a certain thing I project. And at least through social media, notice that people form opinions that are so far from the truth. So at some point in time, like, man, I've, I've got to engage here. I've got to you know, set the record straight. And, you know, sometimes I've had enough and I'll fire back. Other times, maybe take it on a different tactic. Social media is an interesting thing. I, I feel, though, it's been very helpful for me. It's allowed me to be more honest and have uh, a better voice because at the track and in these, you know, professional settings, my mind's wired one way. And again, I'm an optimistic guy, so I just have a certain style that comes off there. Sure has been fun to watch. But speaking of fun things, let's talk about another one you have coming up. The ride of a lifetime for the Jimmy Johnson Foundation is fast approaching. Tell me about the deal there. What's ha- what's happening? It is. It's something that we've done over the you know really for probably five five or ten years actually. When I think about it, but it's been a bit more reserved for special. I mean, not special, but it, it just has been made open to the public. Um, there's been a high price on it. It certainly is is a, a very valuable experience. It costs us a lot to do it, but we're like you know what we. Let's get some fans in here. Let's let them try it. So there's a minimal entry fee to get involved. Five fans are going to have a chance to come out and rip around the racetrack with me. And uh, it's a proper car. I mean, we're, we're going to go way faster than they want to. So uh, It's not a Flintstones thing with the poles cutting the floorboard, right? I mean, it's real. No, it's real. It's a real Hendrick car with the old engine package in it. So the, you know, the big horsepower, proper tire, proper car, proper track. Like, it's it's the real deal. It's not a school car. Speaking of the, of the racing side and getting in the car, the 2020 schedule came out. I know you said uh, on social media you were a fan of it. Uh, what do you think about that? And I know we've got another year to go before some huge changes might come, but doing what they could within the framework, it seemed like you're a fan. I, I am a fan. I think... There's some obvious things, obvious challenges that our schedule is up against. And trying to shorten the year, um, look at racetracks a little differently, a doubleheader. Uh, you know, there's just some, some real creative 
risk being taken here. And I know it's not going to make everybody happy and it's impossible to make everybody happy, but I truly think that it's good for the sport and a great starting point for us. And hopefully with more flexibility in the future, um, NASCAR can, can even kind of revamp the schedule a bit more and really maximize the markets we race in, what time of the year we race, and, and even help with weather conditions in some tracks. Darrell Waltrip announced recently that this will be his last season broadcasting for Fox. You're just one win behind him, uh, tied for fourth most overall. As you've watched that whole thing kind of develop and seen the back and forth like the social media that, that we're talking about, do you feel like guys of his era uh, have kind of, I don't want to say for, been forgotten, but it's so hard to compare eras like with the whole Kyle Busch thing getting to 200 and everybody said, well, it's not the same as Richard Petty. You with seven championships and, and with, with Richard and, and Dale Earnhardt. Is it so tough to compare those eras? It really is, and then society has uh, something in it that they, they have to pick the best, or who, who's the greatest ever. Or, you know, there has to be a winner in, in some respect. And then I just, it's way too difficult, in my opinion, to um, compare between the eras. And I just wish people would spend more time respecting the body of work, respecting who and what that person was about and celebrating them too often. And I, and I see it in my situation with, with my seven championships and being compared to Earnhardt and Petty. I'm not them, they're not me. Can't we all just get along? I mean, it's amazing, seven for all three of us. Why can't it just be amazing for all of us and we respect the body of work that each guy put in? So, and that's the same thing with Daryl. Um, he had a great career in the car, great career in the booth and and has really spent his, you know, his body of work is this sport and I'm thankful that we have people that love this sport that much and spend this much time in the sport and help grow it to what it is today. It wouldn't be NASCAR today that we know it if it wasn't for the Darrell Waltrips and Rusty Wallace and Jeff Gordon and the list goes on and on. You're going to do the marathon. You've done the Formula One ride swap. You've kind of said the notion of Indy 500 may not be something that's in the cards, but what is next on the bucket list items for you, whether it's racing or not? Yeah, top of mind for me is still racing. I feel I'm doing my best work in the car, and I know um, statistically it might not show that, but we're, we're rebuilding a lot of pieces to Hendrick Motorsports and trying to get our Chevrolets where they need to be. You know, NASCAR has been amazing. I've had a long run. It will come to an end, but it, when that ends, that won't be the end of my racing. I still have plenty of experiences I want to have behind the wheel on home soil, on foreign soil. I'm just way too competitive to, to just walk away and not race. So, and that the racing could be more marathons too. Like there's just something in me that I have to stay competitive. Um, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. My life is the most balanced it's ever been. You know, things, things are in a great spot and I have no time to slow down now. And finally, you've told the story before about growing up in a trailer park and starting out on dirt bikes and the whole West Coast racing scene is kind of underrated. But I wonder if today's Jimmy could go back and tell that kid, man, wait till you see what's coming. Would he have believed you? There's no chance. No, there's no chance. You know, El Cajon is, is an interesting little town. And uh, with my mom as a school bus driver and my dad as a heavy equipment operator, to say that, you know, I would have this life and... Um, you know, the, the amazing things that have come with it, the race wins, the security in life financially, all, all the different pieces to it. There's, there's no way. That's Jimmy Johnson and Woody Kane with this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face -face interview. Jimmy Johnson ran the Boston Marathon Monday, finishing the 26.2-mile race in three hours, nine minutes, and seven seconds. That's a seven-minute, 13-second mile, which is absolutely incredible. Jimmy said it was the toughest thing he's ever done. But he loves to push himself through the suffering and the pain. He tweeted out Tuesday morning saying stairs were painful. But other than that, he was on cloud nine. Coming up next, we'll go beyond the track with some drivers talking about the new season of Game of Thrones. And later, we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Your daughter signing the finish line, she's in. Your grandpa air-guitaring the pre-race concert, he's in. Soldiers saluting the flyover, they're all in. Fans holding their breath before a wreck, in. Drivers trash-talking on your headset after the wreck. Got it away, 
definitely in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Kansas Speedway. Saturday, May 11th, under the lights. Tickets at kansasspeedway.com. You in? What do NASCAR drivers think of Game of Thrones? You'll find out next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. You hear it every week. Just want to thank the whole team and uh, all our guys back in Denver. Everybody supports this team. They're the unsung heroes of NASCAR, and their life is the pitch. This is Rocco Williams, and for 10 years, I've jacked up some of the biggest names in auto racing, and now I'm jacked to bring it all down to street level and acquaint you with the guys behind the wall and back at the shop. Join me on MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lion, every Wednesday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found. NASCAR Coast to Coast on MRN.com and Motor Racing Network's Facebook. Join me, Kyle Rickey, and Hannah Newhouse as we talk with the next generation of NASCAR stars and established local and regional racers each Wednesday at 1 Eastern Time. Or subscribe, download, and listen on your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast. Grassroots NASCAR Racing from the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on this week's NASCAR Live. This past Sunday, season eight of the HBO show Game of Thrones started. After waiting nearly two years, fans are eagerly waiting to see the final episodes of the show. What do some of the drivers think of the show? We sent MRN's best out to ask that very question for this week's NASCAR Live Beyond the Track. But here they come. Matt DiBenedetto just shoving stuff. Oh, I, I don't watch it yet. Uh, I've been, I, I think I may have been talked into it by enough people by now. Across the stripe, Paul Menard, outside lane. Yeah, I'm, I'm up to date on it. I, I'm not like, I'll wait for the whole season to go, and then I'll watch it in the offseason or something. I don't follow it week to week, but uh, I have watched, I think, every, every episode. The white flag is in the air as Chris Busher looks for the... I don't have cable, so I do not watch it live, so I do my best not to get spoilers from anybody. And then when it comes out on DVD, we'll usually go get it then and try and, try and catch up with everybody from there, so... Um, honestly, I didn't even know it was coming. Um, I just know once it once it goes to stores, it's like, oh, okay, it's our next season. Time. Down to the line, Bubba Wallace wins. At no, no, the chair's pretty cool. Well, I like what I see out of Alex Bowman so it's far. It's been so long since I've watched the the last episode that came out. It's like I don't even remember what happened, and I really need to like go back and, and binge watch the last season and like refresh myself. But uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's a good show. I had to watch the first episode like four separate times to finally get into it and like start watching the show and then i was done with the whole thing in like a month once it gets you it gets you pretty good and there you have it drivers weighing in about the final season of game of thrones it's this week's nascar live beyond the track if you're a big fan of the nascar gander outdoors truck series make it a point to check out the latest podcast on mrn.com called mrn presents the tough trucks of nascar 25 years and still trucking this week's show is about the unique tracks the series has gone to over the years. Matt Crafton wins the fifth annual Eldora Dirt. I'd race some dirt races once the truck series went to Eldora, and I'm like, I probably need to learn this if I'm going to run this dirt race. I don't want to be terrible at it. And I, and from friends of mine let me drive their dirt cars. I, I, I was okay, and I ran up to the top five, and then I would always fall back, but I didn't understand why the thing would go away and what I was doing wrong. And I drove their cars for the next two or three years, and at that point I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy one of these cars, and I'm going to figure this out. I want that golden shovel. That is one of the coolest trophies mm -hmm. that there is. Chuckered flag in the air. Skinner wins. I remember whipping the hell out of them there, and uh, about halfway through the race, we broke a shock. We broke the right front shock. And, man, that thing had run off in the corner and just boiled the tire. And they didn't have a wall in I think they just had a wall just on the front stretch, and there was mulberry bushes down there, and every time somebody would wreck going in that corner, they'd have to pull them out of the, the bushes. Final time down the back straight away for a race leader, Brennan gone. Jason. Mason Marin, man, the, the Collins family, that place was legendary. Ron Hornaday and the cigarette. I don't know if you talked to Ron yet, but if you've talked to Ron, ask him about the cigarette at Mason Marin. He used to flick a cigarette out the window on restarts and make it hit the car behind him. 
And as soon as it hit the windshield of the car behind him is when he would go. Do I know if it's true or not? I never saw it. But the legendary status of Ron Hornaday and the restarts at Mesa Marin, you know, it's, it's, I was told that from the first second I rolled into that racetrack. That and more from this week's podcast series, MRN presents the Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 years and still trucking. You can download that show as well as the first eight episodes for free at MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history. It's our AutoZone commercial free zone brought to you by AutoZone. Seeing your check engine light come on can be seriously frustrating, but the cause isn't always something serious. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. We're in the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Getting ready to take it to the house here for this week's NASCAR Live. But before we do, it is time once again to turn back the clock for this week in NASCAR history. Here's our Susie Armstrong. Mike, this week in 1999, Sugar Ray topped the charts with every morning. The Cleveland Browns chose quarterback Tim Couch as their number one in the NFL draft. NHL's great one, Wayne Gretzky, raised a stick for the final time. And John Andretti scored a short track slap shot, claiming his second and final cup win in the Goodies Body Pain 500 at Martinsville Speedway. He settles in behind Darrell Waltrip, coming up off turn number two. Final trip down the back straightaway, hoping to make a clean sweep for Petty Enterprises this week. John Andretti on his way to the win. He spun out early in the race, lost a lap, made it up, came through the field and closed from 2.8 seconds behind at 19 to go to win at Martinsville. John Andretti takes the goodies body pain 500. 2004, Kenny Chesney and Uncle Cracker rise and shine with the hit single, When the Sun Goes Down. The lights go out on Tom Brokaw's career as the NBC Nightly News anchor declares he will step down shortly, handing the reins to Brian Williams. Bill Rancic elevates to household name status, winning season one of reality show The Apprentice, and Rusty Wallace put the punctuation on his penultimate season, claiming cup checkers for the final time in the Advance Auto Parts 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Everything gets hotter when the sun goes down. Race fans are going wild on the backstretch in Martinsville. Rusty Wallace for the final time off the end of the backstretch has a three-car length lead advantage over Bobby Labonte. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane at Martinsville. In two weeks, it will be three years since he had won that last victory coming at the California Speedway. He goes back to victory lane today at Martinsville Speedway. And we wrap up in 2009. Florida ranks number one with right round. Fox dominates the Nielsen ratings with American Idol. 73-year-old John Madden foreshadows the end of a three-decade run as the NFL's most beloved color man. And Mark Martin dispatched a three-year winless streak, returning to victory in the Subway Fresh Fit 500 at ISM Raceway. They may call him the old man, but he hasn't forgotten how to win a race. Mark Martin leads the field into turn three, has a five-car length advantage over Tony Stewart. Well, Mark Martin has waited for four years to go back to victory lane and claim his 36th career win, and he has done it, winning here in Phoenix. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. That's been the AutoZone commercial free zone. Seeing your check engine light come on can be seriously frustrating, but the cause isn't always something serious. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. That's going to do it for this week's NASCAR Live. We'd like to thank Jimmy Johnson for joining us. 
Also, Dave Moody, Steve Post, Woody Kane, and for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk with you next week right here on another edition of NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the expressed written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.